Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Good Monday morning. And we'll start with five simple words. It's a whole new ball game. That was the NBA slogan during the restart in the bubble. The playoffs start today. Quadruple header on ESPN. The league used to be fantastic and where amazing happens. And now it's a whole new ball game and it's apropos because it's a whole new ball game here at ESPN Radio up and down the dial. My man Mike Greenberg back noon Eastern today with his show for two hours. But every morning we would love it if you started with us with Keyshawn Johnson and Jay Williams I'm Zubin Mahenti. We're on ESPN Radio, simply known as Keyshawn, J. Will, and Z. Thanks for spending part of your morning with us. You have a million options today, yes. and we are so happy you've decided to start your Monday Let's start right here. with us. The option, for sure. Let's Before start. we even get started, go I ahead. Need to, I just need to make sure. If you're sure watching on ESPN2 right, right now, there. the tape measure yeah, is out. Yeah, Keyshawn, how yeah, far are you? I'm six and some change. Six and some change. Six if you're watching change. on ESPN six two, they've taken out at. the old school yep. measuring I see tape. Where you at. Keyshawn wants oh, to be as yeah. far away from me as oh, possible, yeah. which is obvious. Some change. That's seven and some change. I'm good. I feel good now. That's so like, I'm ready to rock. That's Socially like me and my program distant. height, six three. You know, <laughs> it's in the program. Socially distant, ready to go. Yep. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin here on ESPN Radio. Let's get right into it by introducing ourselves. Doesn't matter because if you're a little bit older, you may remember Keys being the first overall pick. If older, you're a no, bit... I'm with the young kids, man. What's wrong with <laughs> you? Wait a minute, you're almost 50 years old, bro. I'm calling well, you out. Wow. I don't look anywhere near. Wow. I don't look anywhere near 50 years old. You Zubin, see his face? Zubin, the accountant, coming out hey, swinging hey, right my, now. My man's going to be 50 in a dozen years, Jay. So you're looking good right now at 38. I'm, I'm in the I'm middle at 42. I'm good. Yeah. Okay. Let's introduce us for those of you that don't know Key, but Key would say, "Who in the hell doesn't know me?" But we'll I'm... introduce you, USC stud, Jets. Cowboys, Super Bowl champion, new father, and right now probably the most important thing, Jada Key, Laker fan. We're going to talk about that in a second. Die hard, ride or die. I'm not die. a Laker fan. I'm a Laker. You are a Laker. Yeah, I'm not a fanboy. He's and, a wee guy. And he wears. We playing he tomorrow. Wear, he wears Laker jerseys with no shirt underneath. He's that guy. <laughs> At 50, you got to have a ton of confidence <laughs> to do that. <laughs> On the other side, my man, they've been handing out the John R. Wooden Award, and I love college basketball. I know so many of our listeners do, too. They've been handing out the John R. Wooden Award every year since 1976. And it goes, And it goes to the greatest player. Man, all you got to do and, is go to Duke. They're going to give it to you automatically. Fair oh, enough, because wow. four dudes, every, so? four my dudes have won it. You just sign up Duke, <laughs> this, and they're going to say you get the Wooden Award. This is the start of the corporate J. Duke-USC debate. I should be sitting in the middle of you guys. If you're watching on ESPN, too, I'm kind of sitting off to Does the side. Does that mean Rutgers is in the middle of USC <laughs> and Duke? Yeah. We're just looking for a W. Anyway, <laughs> but here's the deal. Y'all Since, get them in women's basketball. Y'all straight. We're good. Final yeah. four. We're good. It's about all. Well, we'll take something over nothing. <laughs> Listen, 1976, they had the first winner. They've had four Duke guys win the John R. Wooden Award. You know their last names, right? Leitner, Brand, that's Elton Brand, the most one, the most recent one, Williamson. Am I supposed to stop him from building me up? Yeah, I, don't, I, I want him to keep going. And the fourth from Williamson to Williams. Thank That's you. you, the winner. I got a I Super Bowl that, champion seemed, seemed like and a it would national be more champion. Than four, though, but I guess not. Yeah, it's okay. I'm used to being a second pick. I'm used to having my name being second. You know, your first pick, Keyshawn. I'm second pick. No, I'm saying it, it seems like Duke would have had more than just four every year since '76. I mean, they're all yeah, four. That's impressive. Legit. Duke legit basketball. How many no Heisman Trophy winners has USC had? Man, we get them in, you know, we got seven, I think it is. Do, are mm-hmm. we counting Orenthal James Simpson right now? Or are we not Absolutely. counting Orenthal James Absolutely. Yeah. Y'all, y'all came with that. 
He didn't do, had nothing to do with his extracurricular activities <laughs> at all. Extracurricular? Is that going on the resume? Extracurricular I just, activities? I want to say about right now? the extracurricular activities. I just want to say that. I want to, whatever he's doing in his post-NFL career had nothing to do with USC. I didn't know car chases would be labeled that way, but that's okay. <laughs> the Ford Bronco, by the way, is back. They just actually brought it back into production. In all seriousness, though, Jay, um, listen, we are so fortunate to be sitting in this seat. When ESPN Radio flipped on the switch in 1992, New Year's Day, believe it or not, they were on 16 hours a week, and we thought that was a big deal. Now, our lives, your lives, listening or watching at home, it's all 24-7, 365. There have been a handful of guys that have been fortunate enough to sit in these seats, mm. Mike Greenberg, Mike Golick, Trey Wingo, and the loyalty that they engendered from the audience, you out there, has allowed us to come in and hopefully have you enjoy the show as much as we do bringing you the show every day. But I know you wanted to pay homage, a proverbial tip of the cap, to those that came before us and are allowing us to be lucky enough to sit in this chair and talk sports every single weekday morning. I do. So first and foremost, Mike Golick Sr., um, an incredible individual. And one of the first times I was ever on TV, you know, 13 years ago, I remember seeing him and he was himself, Zubin. He was himself. And it was incredible. I was like, oh, you could be self-deprecating. You can have fun. And that put me on a journey to say, okay, I have to find out who I want to be. Who who am I naturally on TV? And also pay homage to Mike Greenberg because Mike Greenberg gave me the opportunity to get up on Get Up, uh, to get on Get Up, if I can say that correctly, get on Get Up, and actually allow me to be more of myself. And that's ultimately led to this point. So to both those guys and Mike Golick Jr., who kills the game, he's one of the best that we have in the game as well, uh, just saying thank you for allowing me the opportunity. And we're going to be ourselves, Key. Like, I have a daughter. Her name is Amelia Brooklyn Rose Williams. My wife is Lebanese and Italian. You know, my dog, his name is Denzel Washington. He's a stud, even though he's a chump. And, um, you know, we're going to talk about our lives each and every day. Yeah. I mean, is, is that good, Key? Is that good for you? Yeah, I, I'm with it. I, I sum it up as one thing. This particular property yeah. at ESPN and understanding what it is. For me, I look at it since I'm so old, you know, Nearly like 15, Johnny, 50. like like Johnny Carson, like we're taking over for a Johnny Carson, like Leno did. Okay, and we're gonna run with it. That's how I look at it. Just, just run with it. Hey, and, and turn it into something even more special. So, twenty years from now, somebody comes and takes over for us. Did you just call yourself a Black Jay Leno? Man, stop, man. Well, I'm just saying you, 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 you the you same dude, you the same Leno. dude that named your dog Denzel Washington. That's fair. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's fair. Come on. That's a good name, though. It's training day. Zubin. <laughs> it was training day for us last week. We had three auditions. We're doing it for real. Jay Will, Keyshawn, a number one overall pick, a number two overall pick, a Super Bowl champion, a national champion, taking us inside the biggest moments in sports because they have been there. Just a reminder that we are Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Shell Pennzoil performance line, including... Ohio State quarterback Justin Fields, 8, 10 a.m. Eastern. He was at the center of the biggest story in sports this weekend, a petition, a petition excuse me, to almost get maybe Big Ten football back, over 200,000 signatures, putting the heat on Kevin Warren. We'll talk to Justin Fields at 8, 10. We'll talk to Bill Belichick at 8, 45 a.m. Eastern. We'll talk to Alex Rodriguez at 9, A-Rod. a.m. Eastern. Real quick, let's talk a little NBA. The playoffs start today. Quadruple header, 1.30 Eastern time with the Jazz and the Nuggets. We'll get into that. The nightcap is between the Clippers and the Mavericks. A couple games in between that, including the champion Raptors and the Sixers and the Celtics, which actually is the most played NBA playoff series of all time. And mm. that will continue tonight. Are the Lakers vulnerable? 
Because in the bubble, Dame is gone from Dame time to go time to game time. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. From A to Z is brought to you by Redbox. Ohio State quarterback Justin Fields created a petition requesting the Big Ten immediately reinstate the 2020 season, tweeting that the cause is close to his heart. The petition has more than 200,000 signatures. The season was delayed or postponed last Tuesday. Justin Fields will join us at 810 a.m. Eastern this morning on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. 200,000? 200,000. Wow. You could be adding by the second. He'll join us again, 810 Eastern. The Washington football team has officially activated quarterback Alex Smith from the physically unable to perform list. This after a life-threatening leg injury he suffered in November 2018, shattering his tibia and his fibula. Joe Theismann, a Washington quarterback who suffered the exact same injury, will join us at 9 a.m. Eastern to discuss that and his advice for Alex Smith. And advice here, no clear-cut favorite in the NBA playoffs that start today. Thanks to the Lakers' struggles in the bubble, you might recall they went 3-5. and five. Yeah! Vegas says they're not sure who to favor. All four games mm. today, beginning at 1.30 mm. p.m. Eastern, with the Jazz and the Nuggets, will be on ESPN. Nice dish. Lakers and Blazers, the final game of Tuesday at 9 p.m. Knock Eastern. it down! Boom! Stop yelling every time there's a Brought Lakers Brought to you highlight. by Redbox. That's on ESPN, too. Don't miss the Redbox 15K summer sweepstakes rendered by any Sony movie for a chance to win. No purchase necessary for official rules and to learn more, including free entry via email. Visit redbox.com slash 15K 
sweeps. Zubin, I just want to make sure Go ahead. we reference this to everybody at home. Every time there's a Lakers highlight, I can't have Keyshawn be like, oh, good dish. <laughs> oh, mm, good dunk. Well, then the Blazers better beat him in the first round and make our lives a little bit easier. Every He's going to be salty if that happens. No, we're not. I'm not worried about <laughs> Portland right now. <laughs> well, you better be worried because check out what Dame did here, right? So we had 66 games over 18 days in the bubble. Three courts, one venue. It was a huge success. And then after all those 66 games, we had the NBA's first ever play-in game Saturday, which the Blazers won. Jay, they entered the bubble three and a half back with eight to play. Memphis faltered. They rose. They won the playoff game. They'll be ready to go against Keys Lakers on Tuesday. So the bottom line is this. This is one of the best eight seeds we've seen in recent memory, Key. Dame's playing out of his mind. C.J. McCollum actually had the best game on Saturday in the play-in game, and Melo hit a dagger three late. Melo, and Melo and LeBron in the playoffs again. Who would have thought? Well, I think when you look at the Melo situation, Portland found that, right, in, yeah. in a little bit of a rebirth. Um, the backcourt obviously speaks for itself with Portland. Yeah. With Dame and CJ, they, we, we know what that is. But the Lakers on the flip side of things offensively, you know, have struggled and been a little rusty, but they clinched. And Jay knows as well as me, when you have taken care of business early, sometimes you don't you don't push the foot all the way on the gas. You're kind of just going through the motion. So our eyes as as fans or or media, we look at it and say, oh, there, there, there's something there is missing. Where Portland, they had to play out of their minds to get into the playoffs. Where the Lakers are already clinched. So the games that we saw, we questioned. Go back to the regular season before the pandemic really took control of basketball. The Lakers took care of business against Milwaukee. Sure. They took care of business against the Clippers. That was everybody's question. What would they do against those two teams? And they routed them. And they took care of business. Yeah. And so I look at that opposed to these last several games inside the bubble. All that sounds good. This is going to either six or seven games in the series. It's going to come down to the wire. And – I understand that the Lakers, before the pandemic, were the team, but they haven't been playing their best basketball in the bubble. Now, they haven't had to. They haven't had to. Because they clinched number one seed in the West. Understood. But the last meaningful game the Lakers played was in March. And when you think about Portland having to win the games they had to win at the caliber, I know they've been a, a really small margin in which they've been able to win games, but they've been playing in high-intensity games. So... The question is, how long does it take the Lakers to get back on that role and to find that rhythm again offensively? Portland does not have Trevor Ariza. He's been the best defender for LeBron James. But then again, the Lakers don't have Avery Bradley or Rajon Rondo. Mm-hmm. They have been the best perimeter defenders when you think about the likes of guarding Dame and C.J. McCollum. Well, that, in, in, when you look at our backcourt, like Bradley opted out, obviously. That was one we, of our— You said our backcourt, right? Our well, backcourt. you know, come on, man. You, you, you know I'm going there. We right. know where I mean, is. that's just what it is. Great it, defender. It, so, right. at the end of the day, great defender. But then when you look at our bigs— we Oh, got three, you talking about bigs? We got did three I not of tell them. You about, did I not but, tell you about Yusuf Nurkic? Uh, yes, you said that, but we got three. We can run three bigs at him. I, I like him. He, he went—you know, he played well, but I like what we have. I like A.D., Dwight Howard. You know, I like that— those two guys right there. But then when you asking LeBron, LeBron can run the point, he, which he's been doing all season long, right? He's, he's the guy who can facilitate. Yeah. And as long as we got him and AD, I'm not necessarily worried about what the backcourt can do to us 
important. I'm well, not. I'm not well, worried CJ, about that. Well, CJ, CJ has. We're that not fracture. in the rose garden. We're in the bubble. CJ has that fracture in his L3, his vertebrae, right? Which even so though he's he, a little, he played, little banged, he's, he's up. banged up. And the big question for Portland: you don't know what happened to Zach Collins. Zach yeah. Collins is their other big that was injured this year. Both Yusuf Nurkic and Zach Collins, their two twin towers, were injured. They came back. Zach Collins went out early. That other there, game never came back. There's nothing. There's nothing. Uh, when you look at Portland, Portland could give us a run for our money. There's no question about it. But I bet you wouldn't bet that they're going to beat the Lakers. I bet you wouldn't put no money I would, in I, I wouldn't bet that they, they're going to they, beat they the gonna, Lakers. They could take them down to the wire. They may get them to go six. They may get them to go six. Maybe. All I'm saying is if you start the playoffs with a full tank of gas, what is the burn rate for the Lakers? How much gas does the Portland Trailblazers make the Lakers use? If they make them use 40% of their gas tank on the first round, and then you play Houston or OKC in the second round, you start getting worried but a, about but, the but Lakers. But I think, I think as, a, as a player, ex-player, you know – you worry about one thing at one time that's in front of you. I hear you. And that's Portland. We can't look to Houston and all these other teams. We got to worry about taking LeBron's care of business. LeBron's 35. All yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, but we've been screaming LeBron's age for the past 10 years. And, you know, everybody questioning his age. Even even oh. this year, they're, oh, LeBron's getting older. You know, I don't know. LeBron's this. Last year, he was cooking. He get hurt. Oh, well, you know, when you get injured, you can't come back from those injuries at 34 years old. I didn't dude say he is on the dude is on the verge of possibly getting another MVP. So how in the hell do we sit around here and question his age all the time about in his ability to do certain things? He could he is Superman. He's not human. He's from another planet. Whatever you want to call it, how can you question that? I just don't get it. All I'm saying, it's inevitable that the tires wear out sooner but it or hasn't, later. But, but I, I but know it. Just he's, not, it he's not getting ready to fall off on, a cliff Keyshawn. in the next two months. Just though, because Jay. it hasn't happened doesn't mean that it won't happen, brother. So in the you next two, I mean? so so you're getting ready to tell me in the next two months he's getting ready to fall off a cliff. I didn't say he's going to fall off the cliff. I'm just saying if it happens, you have to think of factor into the fact that he's 35 years old. How long can he? He has to do everything for this team. He has to facilitate he's, everything he's been, for this team. He's been the league. 17 years? Since 03. Yep. So he's been doing, since he's been in the league since 03, he's been doing everything for every team. Okay. I understand that. I'm not comparing what he's doing at 35 to what he did in 03 when he was 17 years old, 18 years old. But it's better. It's like wine. He's fine, man. <laughs> you drinking that wine. I could tell. I'm just, I'm, look, man, I'm, I'm seeing it with my own eyes, what's in front of me. I understand that Frank Vogel, the coach, yep. defensively, he's got to put a scheme together to stop that backcourt. Regular season, Dane cooked us for 50. I mean, I, I saw that up close in person, so I know what that could be. Even with Avery Bradley on the team, he still was able to drop buckets. So, we'll see. We will see. By the way, these guys are fired up about the Lakers. Hope you are, too. We'll take your calls on the NBA playoffs. Blazers, Lakers, Ooh. anything you want to talk about, your favorite team. Can the Raptors do it again without Kawhi Harden passing the torch to Giannis? Anything you want to talk about coming up, 7.15 p.m., Eastern, real quick, you mentioned LeBron, the injury last year precluded everything, but I would mention... But can I give them the number real quick? Go ahead. 1-888-729-3776. That's 888-729-3776. Or to make it easier, 888-SAY-ESPN. Real quick. We could do that too. Dame has played great. <laughs> CJ's played great. Melo has played great. But Tim Legler says the secret to the success of the Blazers is the big man Jay referenced. You add Nurkic into the mix. This is the best basketball I've seen him play, and you have to have that kind of size 
to play the Lakers. So I think this is a really dangerous matchup for the Lakers. The one good thing that they have going for them, it is a best of seven, which means the best team is usually going to win that. So even if they start off slow, they'll have time to dig themselves out of a hole. I just worry about those first couple of games if I'm the Lakers when you're playing a team that has had this many meaningful games over the last three weeks and a team that is this hot with their best player playing some of his best offensive basketball of his career. It's just a dangerous setup right now for L.A. Damian Lillard's performance in the bubble gives him the MVP moment of the week brought to you by Sport Clips. It's a new season. It's Sport Clips haircuts. All stylists are clean, certified, and guy smart. Speaking of MVP, he was the MVP of the bubble. Still to come, Justin Fields led Ohio State to a Big Ten title. Can he lead the entire conference back on the field? We'll talk about that with college football's foremost expert next. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. As I mentioned, Justin Fields is the center of the biggest story in all of sports this weekend. He essentially says, I'm using my power, I'm using my voice, something athletes have been striving to do for decades with little success to say, I want the 2020 Big Ten season back after Big Ten Commissioner Kevin Warren postponed it last Tuesday. He's got a petition, like I said, a couple hundred thousand signatures. We'll see if that rocks the boat at the Big Ten headquarters in Chicago. Let's bring in Paul Feinbaum from the Paul Feinbaum Show, who's been covering college football for the better part of 40 years. First things first, Paul, I know this is a Big Ten initiative that Justin Fields is looking to start to get college football back in his league, but what kind of an effect might this have on college football as a whole? Zuman, I, I think it's going to have a chilling effect on, on any 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 athletic department, any any conference, 
that is thinking about shutting down. Uh, we've been through this now for about four weeks with players speaking out. It started in, in the in the Pac-12, as you know, but but this is this is a serious problem for college football right now uh, because it looks as if they're not listening to the players. What's interesting is a couple of weeks ago, players were complaining in the Pac-12, especially about safety protocol. Now they're complaining about something totally different. But no matter how you, you, you get around it, Dubin, the decision by the Big Ten is primarily the Big Ten because the Pac-12 is not getting much criticism. But the decision by the Big Ten last week has been a complete disaster. It's not that you could quibble with their deciding not to play college football. I think that's a lot, some people would find that a reasonable conclusion. It's the timing of it. Why didn't they wait? Why did they have to decide last Tuesday that they were done for the season? The SEC, the Big 12, and, and the ACC and a few other conferences, as you know, are continuing to monitor. If you shut down in the middle of September, then that's fine. You've done your due diligence. But the Big 10 looks incompetent, and they are paying the price right now. What's up, big guy? How you doing there this morning? Deshaun, I've been watching you. I think you're uh, actually closer than six feet to Zubin. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, hey, check this out, Paul. What type of impact uh, in terms of family members, parents, it speaking out uh, across the board in the Big Ten, will it have any effect on counseling the season? It could. I mean, right now, I think if you're sitting there at Keyshawn, the Big Ten office, you, you literally have your hand over your eyes going, what can I do? And, and it's, and by the way, this was a vote of the president. So it's easy to blame the Big Ten commissioner. It's easy to blame anyone you want. But the presidents of this league voted. And, and, and I, I don't think you can suddenly come back to the table and say, we, we, we laid out a medical protocol that we felt like it was unsafe and then reverse it because, even your most prominent player, and Justin Fields is the most prominent player in the Big Ten, uh, has a petition with two or three or four hundred thousand signatures. But what it's doing is it's it's creating a lot of angst, and and they are, that are, that was already created. Remember what the story was a week ago this morning: Ryan Day, uh, James Franklin, uh, other coaches, including Jim Harbaugh, who were saying we want to play and. Everyone knows what's going on. I mean, let's not forget what, where this country is and what we're all going through. You can watch it every day, in, in, even in sports. But they, just, to me, it's just the way they handle this, Keyshawn. Mm-hmm. And now it, it looks like they're just not listening to anyone. Well, we see other college football players do similar in terms of, you know, players attempting a, a petition. Is this something that's going to just take a life of his own? I think so. Uh, you were – and I don't mean to insult you because I'm older than you, but you were young once. It may not be easy to remember. <laughs> but young people have a voice now, and, and they're using it in, in, in many different ways. And, and this, is, this is perhaps the most traditional. Uh, petitions have been a part of uh, world civilization. This is, this is nothing new that Justin Fields is doing, except because he has a magical name, and 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 this, this is as, as Zubin said at the top of the show. This has suddenly become the biggest story in sports. It's galvanizing a lot, uh, galvanizing a lot of media attention, and it just continues to put pressure on. And yeah, you know, whether it's right or wrong is a, is a completely different debate. Uh, the Big Ten didn't shut down college football last week, and the Pac-12 didn't either because they felt like uh, you know they, they didn't want to make the billions of dollars that were that were coming with it. Uh, they shut it down based on medical advice. Number two, 
Uh, will Kevin Warren and all these presidents, will they actually provide transparency to the players and to the parents about why they decided to do this, similar to how they provide that transparency in the Pac-12? Jay, that's the best question uh, in relation to this entire conversation. The Pac-12, for those who didn't see it, laid it out chapter and verse. Uh, they, they, they had doctors. They had epidemiologists. They had administrators. They, they had a uh, – they had a they had a paper that uh, was shared by everyone. Kevin Warren, uh, after he made the announcement, sat there for 25 minutes on the Big Ten Network and looked like every two-bit politician in America trying to evade the truth. He he didn't he didn't have one statement that that that, that even resembled transparency. And, and, and I say that as someone who, who knows Kevin Warren and admires him and, 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 and was incredibly disappointed for all of those reasons. Uh, he understands the situation better than that. He was either covering for his president's day or he was simply uh, on a bigger stage than he's ready to be on. But they do need that. And, and, and what's interesting is over the weekend, We've heard conflicting stories, and, and that's, one of the bigger, that's one of the biggest stories of the whole college football situation right now is that everyone seems to have their, uh, a different expert, uh, whether it's uh, about myocarditis or, 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 or COVID or anything. Uh, we're, we're not seeing a, 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 unified tra- a unified front in terms of the medical knowledge, and, and it's very confusing. It's very disorienting. And it has made the Big Ten the focal point of college sports right now in terms of how not to do something. I think Paul nailed it. Kevin Warren took over in January when the pandemic first hit the country. Then they canceled the Big Ten tournament, the NCAA tournament. He was the first to essentially say conference only. Then he was the first to postpone. He's been leading the way. But the question is, when you've been on the job less than a year, is it moving in the right direction? Does he have the experience or gravitas? It's certainly up for debate. For more of Paul's commentary, you can check him out on the Paul Feinbaum Show, 3 to 7 Eastern on the SEC Network and streaming live anywhere you go on the ESPN app. Paul, thanks for joining us this morning, and we'll do it again soon, I'm sure. Thanks, Paul. My pleasure. See you guys. All the best. So one of the things Paul brought up is something I want to hit with you guys because you guys were two big-time major athletes at major institutions. And what Paul said was equal representation. If this is going to be about the student-athletes and we're determining their future, shouldn't the student-athletes have some say in their future? I think that's one of the big issues Paul was bringing up and one of the big issues that Justin Fields is bringing to the table. If you're going to be talking about my future and everything that goes along with it, can't I have a little say in it? Key, I think that seems reasonable. It, it is reasonable, and I think they will get some say. Obviously, over, over time, though, Jay, we've been trying to get this for quite some time, get to this point where Justin Fields is at, um, whether it was the O'Banning situation, whether it's license, image, whatever it may be. I think we're going to get there. It's not going to happen overnight. We know that, right? I mean, something that the conversation is going to continue to go. We want to share in the upside on the economic side of things. We want part of the TV revenue. We want part of the ticket sales. We want part of the jersey sales. We want to be a part of it. We also want to control our own faith. Coaches get a chance to do it. Presidents of universities get a chance to control their own faith. The only thing they expect us to do is go to class and play a sport, and then when it's over with, then what? Say, oh, well, you got your degree from USC. You got your degree from Duke. Okay, see you later. It's got to change. You know, ultimately, guys, I think Kevin Warren will be on the right side of history, I think. And I say this because – I don't think we're going to have the data in a month and a half from now. No, you're going not. to support 
long-term what the effects of COVID-19 can be? And ultimately, that is the question, Keyshawn, right? That is the question to say, hey, we don't have all the data, long-term, you know, things that can go wrong with COVID-19. Are you willing to play? And even if you are, sometimes it's like if you're, if you're at the third down and you're in the red zone, and some, say you're maybe a quarterback, Keyshawn, that doesn't have the experience in the red zone. You're going to look at your offensive coordinator and say, what play should I call? Yes. So all I'm saying is you have to look to somebody that is experienced and has expertise. I'm not saying in this field and listening to people that actually gives medical advice. The well, problem is you have a lot of conflation with medical say, advice. But I was going to say they are listening to people, but everybody's listening to somebody, their own individual. Instead of listening collectively with the, a group and in, in forming an entity where – I'm talking to this doctor or that doctor, this scientist. It's like each university or each conference have their own person saying what it is. And that's, they shouldn't, it shouldn't be that way. They should be dealing with one voice and one voice only. That's what they should be doing. Because if the ACC says we should play because COVID is okay, and the SEC is running around letting guys play because they're saying it's okay, but the people out west in the Pac-12 and the Big Ten are saying, no, this isn't safe. It's not healthy. Now you got parents that really don't understand. Uh, I, they, they understand, but they're living vicariously through their kids, wanting them to get on the field to play. It, it, football, basketball, the NBA, the NFL is not going anywhere. They got time. But one thing that they can't afford to deal with is somebody getting sick then what you going to say? Keyshawn, here's the problem. We're talking micro right now. Let's talk macro. You ready? Big picture. We're talking a lot about football players and athletes, whether they should play. Have you been seeing the parties that have been happening at Tuscaloosa? Have you been seeing the parties that have been occurring at North Carolina, at East Carolina? Like the, we, we talk about football players or athletes. How about the fact that these schools are still allowing kids back on campus? So I hear everybody say liability. Liability is the word. What happens to an athlete that maybe the chances are slim? I understand that. Maybe an athlete passes away. And, and that's going to be on the hands of the academic that would, that would change everything. That would change everything. That would change everything. How about a student passing away? Well, see, the difference, How about a student but passing but, away, Zubin? That's but, the problem. But the difference, the difference, in my opinion, is there's money to be made on the athlete side. There's money to be made on the student no, side but, as well. But, but I'm saying people are having a conversation about sports because it's, it's money attached to it. If they play, the money rolls on. If they don't play, the money dries up. Students going to school, they're not other than the tuition, they're not making any money on them. But tuition is a, a big thing, though, Key. But I'm saying they're allowing them to go to school because they're making that money on that tuition. The, imagine the, the amount of money that the conferences and the universities are making with games being played. Oh, I get that University of Alabama, that they're speculated to be making anywhere between 25 to $30 million per home game. Per yeah, they're not game. trying to get that back. That's why they're trying to get on the field badly, and which so they need to take health into consideration. I just don't – I can't wrap my hands around why they keep trying to get on the damn field. It makes no sense. Just play next September. Okay, let this thing carry itself out till we get what we need to the vaccine or whatever it is that we're going to need to cure things up. Let's get to that point. Stop trying to get on the field and play. Football, again, is not going anywhere. The NFL has been around here 100-plus years. It ain't, it's not going anywhere. 
The NBA is not going anywhere. Key question for you. Do you want to wrap your hands around it? Do you want to wrap your head around it? I was going to let that go. I was going to let that go. I mean, it works. I mean, it was a wide receiver thing. Hands around the ball. Every now and then, you're going to have some keyisms. That's just just what it's going to be. And speaking of, Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Shell Pennzoil performance line, including... Justin Fields, who's at the center of this whole debate at 8, 10 a.m. Eastern, Keyshawn Johnson, Jay Williams, and Zubin Mahenti. It's now time for Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. And let's get straight to the point, Key, because you were a big-time college football player, number one overall yeah, pick. Yeah, was pretty good. SC, played in the Rose Bowl, the whole thing. <laughs> Justin Fields, if anything is status quo in this world of 2020, at this time next year, Justin Fields is going to be a millionaire, and he won't be associated with Ohio State football. He'll be associated with one of the 32 teams in the NFL. So you look at it like that, and you say to yourself – Justin Fields, he does, he's secure. He's got his money. Trevor maybe, Lawrence. Maybe. Why do you think that they're putting their names into this knowing that no matter what happens, they won't have to deal with the ramifications? They'll be making that money that Jay has talked about that's not in the game. They'll have it soon enough. Well, you, you always want to fight for people that come behind you. You always, you know, you want to leave something. You want to fight. You don't want to just take it and run and be selfish. You can, Justin Fields and, and Lawrence can certainly do that. But trying to change things for the better is the way it should be. I mean, I, if I was playing and this happened, I wouldn't just, oh, okay, that's on y'all. Y'all figure it out. I'm out of here. I wouldn't do that. Along the way, on parallel tracks, I'll be working my way to getting drafted. But at the same time, I'll be trying to set some sort of foundation and lay the law down so that the next person that comes behind me won't have to go through some of the same things that I went through as a player. Leave it in a better spot than you found it. And, yes, and absolutely. And here's, here's what I love about Justin Fields. Him and I have been DMing on IG, and I say keep leading because I like the fact that he's taking action. I don't agree with it, but I like, you know, back in the day, Key, if you felt something was what, wrong. Wait, what do you don't mean you, you don't agree, agree with it? No, no, I was saying agree with players trying to play. Oh, playing that players. aspect. Okay. I agree with him. Clean it up. Yeah, having a petition. Thank you for helping me specify and clarify. Okay, Dookie. Um, I appreciate that, USC. <laughs> so all I'm saying is I, I, I like the fact back in the day, a player might have said something to a media beat writer or a player might have utilized his voice on social media today. But the fact that he's activated himself and said, here's, here's a petition. Let's have people sign this. He's challenging. I, I, I love that. Challenge the status quo and, and do it structurally, though. With, with common sense, I, I like that well, style not, and approach. It's not, it's not reckless at all, and that approach is going to work. It may not happen today, mm-hmm. but it's going to happen tomorrow, and he's going to be a part of the reason why. Let me ask you a question. You referenced Ed O'Bannon. For our listeners that are too young, Ed O'Bannon was a college basketball superstar, national champion in 1995, as big as Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields are Today, you referenced him for about 25 years now, since it was 1995, he has been asking for money, better opportunities for student athletes, and nothing has happened. We go from 25 years. We're now about 25 days away from those teams that are going to play on September 12th in college football. Do you think in some way by postponing the season, this is ironic, but it could end up working out. Whatever they're asking for, they're not going to get it by September 12th or the 26th. No, it's not going to happen. But if you wait for spring football, if you wait eight months and you put everybody on the clock and say, folks, we got August, September, October, November, December, January, February, March, get this done. The public is behind us. Do you kind of think, even though they want to play now, if they were to hold off playing for eight months, at the end of the day, they might actually get what they want? I think they will get what they want if they hold off. You know how it is. If somebody, if, if, if you want something bad enough, you'll pay for it. I mean, that's just what it is. And I think the players have to 
sometimes sit back and look at everything and say to themselves, whether or not they're going to be able to play in the spring sure. or the juniors and sophomores can play in the fall, don't rush. Just just chill. And they'll come to you. That's one of the reasons I believe the Big Ten as well as the Pac-12, because the Pac-12 obviously started what a We Are United. They sure. kind of started that whole deal. Hashtag. Hashtag We Are United. And the Pac-12 saw it. Larry Scott met with some people, didn't come away. The commission. as a commissioner at the Pac-12, didn't come away uh, – you know, the players didn't come away smiling and happy. And then the next thing you know, they're counseling fall sports. They got something out of that. Now, keep it going. Don't give up and don't stop. And now you got the Big Ten. Keep it going. Now, I don't know. The SEC is totally different. The ACC, you can speak to that because you played in that conference. Totally different mindsets in that particular region. They just – they. I don't know why, but their mindsets are way different than the Big Ten and the Pac-12. Can I ask you this real quick, though? Is it hard to put yourself back when you were a Duke at a young 20-something Extremely kid? hard. Is it difficult to ask a, a young kid to play the long game? Like, we're older you know guys. Why? We can understand pushing things off. But I'm 22. I want to go right now. I don't want to wait for anything. You know why? Because you can't unionize. You can't strategize. There's not one Yet. centralized voice What about that Twitter? Leads. Twitter, well, what, you Twitter, can bring Twitter's people fine, together on Twitter. You, you can, but can you get everybody collectively on the same page in every conference? When all these kids are coming from different areas, you well, might- they can't. They can if they start now and don't stop. You can't get caught up with wanting to go play. What happens is these coaches. But get wait, the- you can't. The NCAA does not allow you to have representation, and that's the hard part. No, no, yet so, though. Yeah, that's I understand. what I'm saying. You can't allow coaches and administrators to spook you into getting on the field or the court. But here's what's happening. Though. You got to stand and, strong. And and I stand by this comment. We always make mention of the Power Five. These they call themselves the autonomous five. Yes. They're acting individually, and I do feel like these conferences we're seeing it in real well, time. Well, that's They're- because they realize the other two conferences Jay bowed out on them, so now they can't act as one. They're they're going. Everybody's going for self. Well, that's exactly point. my point. So you have a power two, and you have a power three. They're moving away from the NCAA, and the, the ultimate question is like, where's the NCAA in this? Where is NCAA their voice? In this? It's is, irrelevant. That's exactly yeah. my point. So now it, they're not it, making money to bowl game time, so they they're good. Agreed. So add another confusion of layer, a layer of confusion here for all these kids because now what what are my conferences doing? What do my coaches say I need to do? What's the NCAA say I need? There's nobody that says, hey, guys, here's what our one actionable item is as a plan, and let's work collectively to do that because they're not allowed to do and, that, guys. And, Z, COVID is just a part of this, right? I mean, it's a part of it. They, prior to COVID, they still needed to make right by the student athlete, mm-hmm. not just – use him up and throw him out and tell him that his he had a degree. You got a degree from this great university. And at the end of the day, because there's so many athletes and you know, both of you guys know, but you know, Jay guys go and play at universities for three, four, five years, whatever the time span is in dreams of going on and making millions of dollars. When it doesn't happen, it's very hard for them to even get back in good graces at universities, even though the university promised to take care of you when they recruited you. I see it every single day. Guys have played uh, blood, sweat, and tears left on courts and on fields and baseball diamonds, and at the end of the day, the professional ranks doesn't work out for them, and all they got is a piece of paper in their hand, and they can't get a job. The alumni won't pick up the phone. So they've got to start right now and put their foot down and keep it down. 
If there is one reason I wanted to see games without fans is because I think it would leave such a different taste in the mouth for fans when you're at home and you're seeing these amateurs playing in these games in empty arenas. You'll get it then. Fans will get it then. I mean, you'll be entertained for a second, but then you'll understand this is really about just and, and, driving and, and, the bottom line. It is. It is. And, and I was asked this question by somebody the other day, the difference between professionalism and amateur. I said, they're kids. Mm-hmm. They're not getting a dime. The professional football players and basketball players and baseball and hockey, they're getting paid. So if you was paying these guys hundreds of thousands of dollars, you wouldn't have any issue, I'm sure. Fair enough. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who save with Progressive save over $750 on average. Call or click today and find out if we could save you hundreds on your car insurance. Once again, Justin Fields will join us at 8.10 a.m. Eastern. One athlete who nearly lost his leg is now winning in the fight to return. That's next on Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin right here. On ESPN. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. You can hear the show live weekdays at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, or wherever you stream your audio. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again. By visiting electricebikes.com. That's L E C T R I C ebikes.com.